Welcome to the Sermon Podcast of First Christian Church of St. Paul, located in Roseville, Minnesota. We are a congregation of Christian Church, Disciples of Christ, a congregation that is united in Christ for the sake of the world. Join us for worship in person or via our live stream Sundays at 11 a.m. You can learn more about us by going to FCCStPaul.org. Here is this week's sermon. for today comes from the fourth chapter of the Gospel of Matthew, verses 1 through 11. You can follow along in your bulletin. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tested by the devil. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was famished. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. Because he answered, it is written, one does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple saying to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down. I'm sorry, if you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command His angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against the stone. Jesus said to him, Again it is written, Do not put the Lord of God to the test. Again the devil took him to a very high mountain, and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these I will give to you, if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil left him, and suddenly the angels came and waited on him. This is the word of God for all the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. When we think of temptation, we like to think of that old trope on television of the angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other. And it seems to always be the thing of, you know, wanting to do the right thing or to do something that will be a little bit naughty. The trope always makes it pretty easy to choose one or the other. But in reality, temptation is usually never so clear. In fact, temptation to do what is not good can be compelling. It can be persuasive. And actually, it can be very beautiful. And temptation is also something that is placed in a context. Temptations reveal what we value and or they force us to consider what we should value. When I think about the allure of temptation, my thoughts tend to the movie Coraline. Coraline is a 2009 animated feature. It is based on a short story by the writer Neil Gaiman. It's basically kind of a dark fantasy horror kind of show. 
It focuses on a young girl named Coraline who moves with her workaholic parents from Pontiac, Michigan to Medford, Oregon. Of course, moving so far means that she misses her friends back home and she feels right now ignored by her parents. A neighbor kid by the name of Whitey gives her a doll. A, one of those dolls that's very familiar that you've probably seen with buttons instead of eyes. That doll is in some ways a key. It's a doorway to a parallel universe. And Coraline ends up entering into this door and she finds a world almost like her own, except somewhat different. She finds two people that look exactly like her parents, but they aren't. They have buttons where their eyes should be. They introduce themselves as other mother and other father. And they are everything that Coraline's real parents aren't. They're fun, they're attentive to her, it is an attractive place. She has a wonderful time, and she leaves to go back to her own world, but she wants to go back because it's so fun. And so she does. And again, it was another fun time. And this time, the other mother tells her, you know, you actually could stay in this world permanently. There's just one catch. You have to put these buttons over your eyes. Well, Coraline is a little uh, frightened about that. And through several things, and actually she refuses to do this, she gets, ends up getting locked up. And she learns something. That other mother is actually this creature called Bedlam. And what Bedlam is doing when she offers those buttons is basically to steal the souls of people, something that she has done over and over again. Coraline escapes, and she returns to our world thinking probably that she will just, she is free from Bedlam but she isn't. She finds out that Bedlam has kidnapped her parents and put them in a place behind a mirror where they are trapped. And the rest of the movie is Coraline in a fight against Bedlam to free her parents. And it is also at this point, towards the end of the movie, that Bedlam is revealed for what they really are because they aren't in the form. The form of her mother was just a ruse. Her real form is this very hideous looking spider. She's able to ultimately, Coraline is able to ultimately win. And she has to, and she learns very much the hard way to value her parents her real parents, and to value the life that she lives 
above the fun of the other parents. Now this story of Jesus being in the desert and being tempted is always the first story that we hear in Lent. After Ash Wednesday, this is almost always the story you're going to hear. And in the preceding chapter, Jesus has been baptized. And he hears the voice from heaven that says, this, you, you, this is my son. And there's this connection with what happens in this story. Because over and over, the devil says, if you are the son of God, the devil knows who Jesus is and wants him to use that to his benefit. But of course, there is a catch. The thing is, is that temp the temptations that Jesus faces here are not the sexy ones that we'll see on television. And nor are they the kind of the ones that are the benign ones, like, oh, I ate too much chocolate kind of temptation. These temptations are subtle. And they actually make sense. In some ways, they're like the life that is offered by the other mother, right up until she asks to put buttons where their eyes once were. The thing about temptation and the thing about the temptation of Jesus is that he has to constantly remember who he is and why he is here. He has to remember his values. He has to remember that he is being led by the Spirit. So even in this time when he is facing the tempter that is testing him left and right and when he's dealing with things such as hunger, he has to be reminded by the Spirit that he is not alone. He knows with what is truly of value and what isn't of value. So when the devil tells him to turn stones into bread, since of course he's hungry, Jesus responds to saying that he values more than mere wants. He values God's word. And when the devil tells him to throw himself down from a high tower, knowing that there will be angels that will protect him, Jesus responds by saying that he, he values the holiness of God and will not rely on cheap grace. And finally, when the devil shows him all the kingdoms of the world and finally reveals what he wants to simply that Jesus would worship him, Jesus can finally tell Satan to beat it. Jesus knows that there is only one God and the tempter ain't it. Jesus in the desert was a call to his values. What did he value? What was important to him? And the question this morning for us is, what are our values, both personally and corporately? What are the things that are important to us? And who 
values you. Our values should be the values that Jesus would value. But we also, in this time of Lent, have to wonder, is that the case? Do we value what Jesus values? In our day-to-day lives, we are called to live out those values as Christians, which is a fancy way of saying that, frankly, we are always in the desert being tempted to betray that which we hold dear. In our own baptisms, we are claimed by God. For Jesus, knowing who has helped him when he was, was time of testing came, he knew that he was a son of God, the son of God, and he knew that, and he was able to rely on that identity. And as followers of Jesus, it is vital that we remind ourselves every day that we are children of God and that Christ, and, and that as Christ was led into the desert by the Spirit, so we are led by the Spirit, which reminds us that we don't walk this life of faith alone. But values are not all just individual. They are also corporate. Churches and congregations have values. And some of those are good, and some aren't. Several years ago, this congregation did some visioning, which we are going to be doing in two weeks, and we did that a few years ago. And in, in our discerning, we came up with three values that were important to us. There are, now, there are many others that I think are important to us and that should be important to us, but these were the three that were kind of front and center. Diversity, fellowship, and witness. And as a community, we value diversity not because it's trendy, not because it's nice. We value diversity because we believe that God has created people from every walk of life. And because God has created such a diverse creation, we are called to welcome all of God's children to God's table, regardless of who they are. We value fellowship because we are not simply just a gathering of individuals. We are a community, a community that bears one another's burdens. We pray for one another. We offer help when we see each other, each other struggling. And we value witness because we are called by God to go and to make disciples and to tell people that we meet of the great love of Jesus that we have witnessed in our own life. And we give and we donate out of that witness. Not because, again, it is a nice thing to do, but because we have seen God working in our life and out of gratitude, we give to help others. All of these values are important. And we as a congregation just like individuals, will be tempted at times to ditch those values. It could be COVID or it could be financial pressures and other stressors that are tests that threaten 
that can threaten our values. And it can be very tempting to give in. But we have to be reminded over and over again who we are. We are God's people. We are children of God. And we are a community that witnesses to the one who, like us, was tempted. Before we conclude, I wanted to bring up one thing. And I've talked about the spirit here. And it's always been interesting when we open up this text. It says that the scripture says that it was the spirit that sends Jesus into the wilderness. Now, I've always wondered about that. Why would the Holy Spirit do that to Jesus? I mean, but, but why would the Holy Spirit send Jesus into this time of testing? But what if it's to look at this in a different way? What if the Spirit is sending Jesus and us into life, which by its very nature is always a place of testing? What if the message is that we will always face tests, that we, that we will always be challenged to figure out what is it that we value, and that the Spirit is always with us when we face those tests from the temper, just as Jesus knew that the Spirit was with him as he faced the temptations of the devil. Life really is one where we are always facing tests. And those tests usually boils down to do we trust God or do we trust, put trust in other things or in ourselves? Do we believe in values such as caring for others and loving God? And do we believe that the Holy Spirit is guiding us daily through the challenges that we face individually and together? Coraline had to face her own trial. She had to really determine what did she value. That she learned the hard way to resist the temptation. We are always facing a trial. But let us remember that even in those times of trial, we are loved by a God and we are God's own even when the tempter comes calling. And we have to hold fast to that. We are called by someone that is greater than the tempter. And in the end, that is what counts. Thanks be to God. Amen. We hope this week's sermon was nourishment for your soul. If you would like to listen to past sermons, watch past worship services, 
leave a prayer request, or get directions to our worship location, please visit our website at fccstpaul.org. May God be with you on your daily journey.